0: Welcome to the second day of our Life Changers Conference. God is going to change our lives and we are going to change the lives of others. All it takes is one word from God. One word. Someone say one word from God, one statement, one sentence from God will turn my life around. Amen. Reading through scriptures, you could see that Jesus would say, be healed. And they are healed. He said, rise up. And they rise up. And when the storms arose, he said, be still. And there was stillness. Just one statement from God. And that one statement is going to come from the mouth of a man of God unto us. And as it comes, your life is going to change. Amen. I want to especially welcome all of you. Who have come to tonight's meeting. I know that you have, come, you have come into contact with the Most High God. You have come into contact with angelic hosts. Angels are going to minister to somebody here. God is bringing you a message of comfort. Like Joseph, you, you'll be comforted. You'll receive consolation. You'll receive softness things that have been tight and difficult for you. People dealt in a hard way with you, but softness is coming to you. God will bring you to the place of delight. I say a place of delight. Your life will be a delightsome life. Your business will be a delightsome business. Your family will be a, a delightsome family. Everything about you will be delightsome because of the fact that God is on your side. Can I have an amen? Before I introduce a preacher, I'd like to introduce... Our guests from Togo, um, Prophet Elijah Adanu, from Whole Life uh, Christian Church International. I believe that you have an opportunity to come and, you know, bring us word of greeting. They are coming all the way from Togo, not from Lome, from beyond. Is, is that right? The last time they communicated with me from, is it Palime? Palime, uh, Palime is in the northern part of Togo. So they descended from the north to the, to the south and then they crossed over. It took them about two days to come over. Yeah. As a Saturday night. Yeah. You know, when you, tr- when you travel to look for the Lord, you'll find Him. And in Scripture, you'll find out that those who travel are the ones who get blessed. You see, if you attend a church that is just behind your window, or it is a convenient kind of, you know, worship and a convenient kind of, you know, church, it's, it, it, it's not, you are not getting it anywhere. It must cost you something. Yeah. To cost you to travel from Palimé to Lomé, and then from Lomé to cross at the border to come over, then you must know that you are really looking for something. And I believe that God is going to bless them mightily. Hallelujah. And he's here with Brother Hyacinth Eque. Amen. Wow. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. We also have some people from Liberia uh, in the church, from Sierra Leone in the church, Nigeria in the church. So this church is an international church. Amen. And I, 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 I can. And now we have a, the, the Americans also here. Amen. Hallelujah. I, 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 nearly forgot. Hallelujah. Amen. Our preacher today uh, is an American, American Ghanaian. Hallelujah. And then I, I can see the British people here. You know. <laughs> the, the British are, the British are here. The Australians are here. And I can see that people are going to be starting church in Papua New Guinea, in New New Zealand. Those who go to Ethiopia, those who go to Mali, uh, uh, those who are going to go to Guinea. Uh, Oh, you didn't say, (laughs) And those who are going to go to China (laughs) and South Korea, hallelujah. It's going to be a wonderful time. God is training us to make us missionaries. Amen. To preach the word of God in the nations of the world. Can I have an amen? amen. Yeah. God hasn't gathered us so that we just look happy and be whatever, look some sophistic- sophisticated congregation. No, God is making us into missionaries, amen. preachers of the word, doers of the gospel. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, church, tonight it's my joy and my privilege. To introduce a friend, a brother, a ministry partner, a great apostle of God. One that has planted a very successful ministry in the United States of America. Specifically in Oklahoma City. Well respected person in the city. By all categories of people. And we are, anytime I'm in America... He receives me very well in his church. He has a beautiful church, very lovely church, and a wonderful congregation. And this man is a man of the Spirit. He carries an apostolic unction, a prophetic grace, and uh, he's a pastor at heart. And as he ministers the word of God, things begin to change. The snow will melt, the rocks will break, the heavens are going to open. God is about to visit your life. Help me welcome and receive to the stage Reverend Henry Johnson, Senior Pastor International Victory Christian Church.
1: Hallelujah. I love you. you. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Amen. Thank you very much. What a day. Amen. If I can get a little volume on this microphone, I probably will not shout. Amen. God is good. And all the time, tell somebody close to you. Did we just get a tornado here? Tell somebody close to you that... Your life, your life will change. Tell another person your expectations, your expectations will never be cut short. Amen. Shout hallelujah, somebody, and give God the praise. This evening will be another wonderful time that Almighty God will turn someone's life around. Amen. Amen. But the question is, were you blessed yesterday? Amen. Amen. I was blessed yesterday. I've already received testimonies from some few people as to what happened yesterday and how the Lord spoke to them. I have come this far as a pastor, living a wonderful job leaving an accounting business, forsaking the goodies and the money to preach the gospel. And sometimes you have the awareness that when you leave a good job to preach the gospel, you will be poor. But preaching the gospel has nothing to do with being poor or poverty. How good are the feet of them that preach the gospel. Amen. So when you preach the gospel, you will surely be blessed. Amen. Now I want to tell somebody this evening that whatever you have found doing in the house of God, do it with all diligence. Amen. Because the Lord will bless you and that will be your blessing. So do everything diligently. Um. This evening I'd like to speak into the life of somebody. I don't know who this word will probably be for, but I ended yesterday was it yesterday's message. I was beginning to preach on the eagle, but time was not enough, so I had to stop. But tonight I'll continue on the eagle because the eagle is classified as the Christian. The eagle has a very special characteristics that makes it a unique bird. So a bird cannot equate itself to an eagle because the eagle is giant. It's big, very sophisticated. The eagle is just like the airplane, the jumbo, 737, whereas the bird is like the 20-seater plane, like the one that goes from Accra to Kumasi or Cape Coast or Takrati, whatever you call it. And so the eagle is a unique bird. Now, I want to talk about the eagle tonight. And I want you to look at the eagle. I don't know why, for some reason, your pastor wrote this book and the front is the eagle. But the eagle is on the eagle. So I want to tell somebody that as a Christian, your lifestyle is is like the eagle, and your lifestyle should be that of the eagle, because the eagle is a special bird. It is not an ordinary bird. It goes and soars high. The plane goes 33,000 feet above sea level, but even with that 33,000 feet above sea level, we don't see eagles which means that the eagle goes over 33,000 feet above sea level. And any time the eagle changes its domain, it cannot function well because that is not the place where the eagle is meant to be. So eagles don't walk on grounds like this. This is not the domain and the territory for the eagle. The eagle cannot survive on grounds like this. Birds can survive, but eagles cannot. And so, as a Christian, you are classified as an eagle. Everything about you must be very swift. You must be fast. You must be great. You must be a giant. And so, an eagle is a special bird. Special bird such that when other birds see it, they run away. Because they can become prey to the eagle. And this evening, I want us to talk about the eagle. Now I want somebody to be at the end of this con- con- convention to be a spiritual eagle. Amen. A spiritual one, of course, whereby you will not succumb to any other thing that is below you. The eagle don't submit to anything. As powerful as its prey might be, the eagle will catch it it can see about two miles away amen and the eagle can dive down to almost about 200 200 miles an hour very swift and can catch its prey and it's gone so you understand the lifestyle of the eagle and if you are equated a christian like the eagle then, of course, it means that you must be very, very swift in everything that you do. Amen. Am I blessing somebody today? The eagle is smart. It's great. It's wonderful. It's marvelous. Its characteristics nobody can describe. It is said that when the eagle comes around a place like this, all other birds will have to leave the neighborhood because it can see too miles away from this place. You cannot see two miles away from this place unless something is very, very high. But the eagle can see it. It runs 200 feet, 200 miles an hour. We drive cars, and sometimes it is 40 to 50 miles an hour, and we think we are fast. But the eagle is faster than that. That makes it a unique bird. So if for some reason your pastor wrote a book and put this thing there, it is challenging for you to know that you can soar high. You can go high. You can go above the clouds. And you can soar. And you can get to the place where almighty God wants you to be. So the eagle goes high and high and high and high into its altitude. And that is where the eagle leads. This evening I want to describe the eagle to you. The eagle that is in you, God has placed unique characteristics in every Christian. And not until you come under the shadow of Almighty God, under the anointing, you will probably not experience where Almighty God is taking you. Somebody with me tonight. This morning, I want this evening, I want to talk about the eagle. It is a bird that is very swift, smart, good eyes, very strong. The eagle never surrenders to any other animal. It doesn't do that. Eagles don't move with birds. The day eagle decides to befriend a bird, it ceases to be an eagle. Because that is not where it's supposed to be. Yesterday, I said something here that a farmer went somewhere, gathered some eggs, it hatched. When it hatched, there was an eagle mix in the birds. When they were growing up, the farmer realized that there is this particular bird that sometimes is, I mean, different from all the birds. And this eagle will fly and go and go and come back again. And when it gets down and it lands like this, all the other birds will be going back. There is something unique about that eagle. Something unique about that bird. It goes and it comes. It goes and it comes. One day it went. Never to return again. Why? Because that wasn't his domain. When you don't know your domain you will not be blessed. Wherever you are, you must know where you are as a child of God. Locations are very, very important in the life of every human being. When you are not located in the right place, you can never be blessed. So you have to watch your surroundings. You have to watch your locations. When you find a good location to live, trust me, you will be blessed. Nobody ever wants to leave in the sharks, Nobody would want to live in the poor neighborhood. Everybody wants to upgrade himself or herself. So as a Christian, you've got to upgrade yourself. And the moment you begin to upgrade yourself and you go high, you become like the eagle because the eagle goes high every time. Hallelujah. It's been said that the eagle at one time can live So almost about 30 years, 30 years the eagle can live, And at one time, the eagle will have to come to a place where when it is weak and cannot function anymore, will have to, for some reason, desert some of its weight away. Eagles are such that three things make the eagle so great. The pig, the feathers, and the talons. Hallelujah. And so when the eagle goes to a, a, an age of 30 years, it becomes very, very dull. Just like Christians, when we are grown, we become dull. When the Holy Spirit is living us, we've got to know that the Holy Spirit is living us. Hallelujah. And that is where we retreat back to the mountaintop. And that is why the eagle lives on the mountaintop. Because on the mountaintop, the eagle is refreshed every day. Is somebody with me today? Tell somebody the eagle. Tell somebody I will live the life of an eagle. Tell another person I am a spiritual eagle. Church, the eagle sheds its feathers at a point in time, then it grows more feathers in order for it to be effective in the next few years. As the old saying goes, "Birds of like feathers, they flock together. Hallelujah. Trust me, I'm a pastor. Anyone who don't sharpen me, I stay away from that person. Because iron sharpens iron. So a friend sharpens a friend. Because you can never sharpen a knife with a wood. You can't sharpen a knife with a wood. Have you ever seen somebody holding a knife with a wood and going like this before? Trust me, you are wasting your time. So when the Bible says, iron sharpens iron, it means that, Pastor, Reverend Ekuban must sharpen me so that I can also sharpen him so that we can all become what? Great Pastors. Hallelujah! So you don't sharpen a knife with a wood. You're making a mistake. Hallelujah! Birds of the same feathers they flock together. The eagle do not mix with other birds. When an eagle makes or moves with other birds, it ceases to be an eagle. Hallelujah! The eagle is classified as the airplane. Classified as the airplane. The airplane goes through turbulence. I said yesterday that sometimes when the turbulence come, that is where you see those who believe in God and those who know Jesus is their Lord and Savior. You sit in the plane and you face turbulence and you hear an eighty somebody who says there is no God. When turbulence hits, he say, Hey, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Then why do you call Jesus when you think there is no God? But for turbulence, you will call on the name of the Lord. Below the clouds are not the place of movement for the eagle. Eagles will never move around this place. They can't they can live here, they can't station themselves here. Eagles fly, enjoy flying. At their highest altitude. Flying at their highest altitude. So when you bring an eagle here, trust me, the eagle will be hitting into people's home and will be hitting people's living room. And So the eagle goes up there so that it can show its effectiveness. And as a Christian, that is what you have to be. An eagle, I will say again, never surrenders to any size of, or strength of its prey. No matter how big or how powerful you are, the eagle will never give up. It will catch you. It sees two miles away and dives 200 feet speed to catch its prey. When he gets you, it's gone. Recently, I was watching an eagle documentary. Pastor, that eagle got hold of a python. Big, long one. If I'm not mistaken, I would say from, maybe from this place to probably this place. And the python was just like this. As thick as this. And it carried it all the way. High and high and high. For just one reason. To paralyze the strength Of that snake. Because out there, snakes are not supposed to function there. Eagles function there. Amen. So in order for the eagle to be very effective upon its prey, it has to take it into the atmospherics. And the Bible is saying that as a Christian, we wage war in the atmospherics, not on the grounds. But what we see here and the miracles we see is because we have already waged war in the realms of the spirit. And that is why we see miracles here. So you and I will carry our challenges and our problems into the atmospheres because that is where the miracle is won. (laughs) Is somebody with me tonight? This evening I want to tell somebody that your life will have to change. I can give you testimonies and testimonies and testimonies and testimonies. It will help you. It will encourage you. But what I want to tell somebody this evening is that the decision you take today will better you and will better your children and your children's children to the fourth and fifth generation. the race is not to the sweet neither who runs as fast as you can but it is god who shows mercy hallelujah so i want to tell somebody this evening that almighty god is about to show you mercy where you thought you couldn't go almighty god is about to take you to that place As terrified as you are that sometimes when the American uh, uh, visa or American consulate is mentioned, you chicken in that how do I get a visa to the United States? Let me tell somebody this morning, even in that, you've got to move a step of faith this time in order for you to lay hold on the things that almighty God has blessed you with. Recently, I ministered in the church. There was a lady who, for some reason, she went to America and gave birth over there. And when she gave birth, I guess she did not connect well with people who are of substance who can help her. So after that, she had a lot of medical bills to pay. But when you know somebody who knows well, when you go there and you give birth, you come back home without paying a penny. But she didn't know well. So she was hang she was, she was around with with a lot of bills. So when she came here, she was going back again. It reflected on her record that she went to America, gave birth, and had medical bills there and she couldn't pay. So they said no. They wouldn't give her the visa. So whilst I was preaching in that church, I didn't know the lady. I haven't heard of that lady. I don't know her from Adam. I called four ladies. I said, the people sitting there, one, two, three, four, I want you to come. I don't know her. I said, you have been somewhere before. You are threatened with visa issues, and God is about to open doors and avenue for you. Immediately, she went on her knees, and she began to cry. I didn't know. It took the spirit of God to reveal that to me. I don't know her. She's tried three, four more times and they wouldn't give her a visa. I said, handle your passport like this. Get an offering into your passport. Give your passport to your pastor. Let your pastor place the passport on the altar. After worship, your pastor will take the offering, put it in the offering bowl. And will give you your passport back and go and try again and see if you don't get a visa. I spoke prophetic. I was there and they called me. They said, Pastor, two weeks after you prayed and you brought out that prophecy, the lady went to the embassy and they gave her five years without any problem. Without any problem. Without any interview, she pushed the passport in like this with all the documents, and they said, Go and come tomorrow at two o'clock and come and pick your visa. She thought she thought they were going to destroy her passport, stamped rejected, but she went, she got it. What I'm saying today is that Almighty God has a plan for you, amen. 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 Jeremiah 29:11, and says, I know the thoughts. Are things towards you thoughts to perfect your life, Amen. thoughts to bring you to an to an expected end, not an unexpected enemy. Because when you watch that scripture very well, Almighty God has destined something for you before you came out of your mother's womb. Amen. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen, Amen somebody, Amen. church. I pray today and I charge you to live the life of an eagle. Today I charge you to soar high like an eagle. I charge you to work giants like an eagle. May you be fortified with the word of God. May you be embedded with the desire to do God's work. That when you do God's work, God will bless you. When you honor Almighty God, Almighty God will honor you. Eagles extend their lifetime, lifespan by removing their pigs, their talons, and their feathers. As a Christian, there comes a time in your life where there are some negatives in your life that you have to shed away in order for God to do what he wants to do in your life. The Bible declares that for we know, not we, what we should pray for, but when we pray, our spirit intercedes. And when our spirit intercedes, it goes to Almighty God. And that is where God begins to grant miracles to us. So the eagle goes high and high and high and high expecting to be blessed. By the time an eagle reaches the age of 30 years and above, its physical condition deteriorates to a point that survival becomes difficult for him. The eagle might have caught a lot of birds so its peak becomes very very weak so when the peak becomes very weak pastor the eagle cannot catch any prey anymore but the eagle will have to eat so the eagle will have to go through a terrible time of transformation terrible The Buri Mountains, Achimota Forest. Those days we could pray. We we're, we're, were like prayer tanks. Unless we didn't hear where there was any prayer or any retreat, we went there. And sometimes when we were growing up as Christians, we yearned every Friday to go to all night. But in power, we were there. Our prayer house we were there name it GS we were there action we were there wherever it is we were everywhere even sometimes when we didn't even have prayer requests we went to Koforidia market and asked the market women mu onpai bo mama na when ask them mu onpai bo na pai and we prayed fervently for years and years and years and years without no break. And all the people who prayed, we are all in ministry doing successful. Yeah. Those that went into business, they are successful. I can mention names Pambros, one of those, their paintings. Interfama, Mr. Boati in Mr. Kwame Dankwa is there. Name, name. I can mention all the names and all, 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 all the names. Royal Dutch Pharmacy at Part of it. We prayed. Prayed and prayed and prayed. And sometimes we prayed even when we didn't even have anything to eat. We fasted. Why? Because we had to sacrifice. You know Why? because a generation is coming out of you and you cannot disappoint the third and fourth generation so there's got to be a sacrifice so the eagle will sacrifice by hitting its beak on the rock in order to pick the throw the old one away so that a new one can come so it can catch its prey or else to die he said that the feathers of the eagle grow so thick that it cannot fly anymore
2: So when the
1: pick comes, he will use the pick to pick the feathers. When the feathers grow, mama, it grows beyond its shoulder. And when it grows beyond its shoulder, it becomes ineffective. It cannot fly anymore because the feathers are very, very heavy. And so we'll have to use its pick to pluck Every feather around it and for five months you don't know what sacrifice is you don't know what this man has gone through sacrifice his life for this ministry you don't know what this woman has gone through sacrificing her life for this ministry so the eagle without a feather can't fly will be at a particular place for five months and sometimes the eagle is hungry but can't do anything. A place of sacrifice. The Christian life is about sacrifice. And if you can't sacrifice your life as a Christian, how can you be successful? If you can't sacrifice your life coming to Life Changes Conference, how can there be a change of life in you? And I said that Life Changes Conference, plan like this, are such that you will be blessed. It will change your focus. One thing I do about my life, I will tell you, there are people I don't connect with. People who don't speak into my life. People who don't sharpen me. People who don't encourage me. I don't hang around you. Because the the moment I hang around you, I'm going to probably waste my time. So I don't hang around you. How can you hang around somebody who comes to you every time you are peaceful, enjoying yourself? The person comes to you for just one day. He gives you one year problem. Somebody said, Pastor Henry, you're too sensitive. Or you're too sensitive. now. I said, well, of course I have to be sensitive. If I'm not sensitive, how can the Lord use me? Amen. Iron sharpens iron. Sometimes the closest people to you, they are the blockage in your life. I'm telling you. Pastor, when we were in the Bible school, our Bible school president... If I have said it here, let me say it again. It's for free anyway. Yeah. Everybody had the opportunity in London where we were in the Bible school to go to the U.S. on a conference. This Bible school president, instead of encouraging all of us to go and sharpen our skills, he discouraged two test of the members not to go. Meanwhile, he was going So it's like the enemy in your camp. He discouraged almost two thirds of us. We did not go. The following year, when the conference came again, little did we know that we were all going to go. He surfaced very fast by saying, The conference is coming. You guys be careful because you don't have to go. He said to somebody, He said, Now you can't even buy a ticket. And one guy said, One guy just said, Me am going to go. With mechanism into ticket. But he would discourage everybody in every angle and facet so that you will not go. Twice. The guy did that to me. I chickened in. By then I wasn't an eagle. Amen. I wasn't an eagle. So I chickened in. I became a chicken. I didn't do that. So the third time he came. He said, are you going? Be careful. They may not give you a visa. I said, I already acquired my visa. He said, who gave you the letter? I said, you are not the head of the school. You are the Bible school president. The dean gave me a letter. I already had my visa. I think almost about 30-something of the student went. He went with us. He, he, he discouraged us in anything that we did. I'm not surprised that that guy was a pastor fired his wife, married his girlfriend, his marriage collapsed, his ministry went dead. Why? You say why? Because nobody sharpened him. President of a school. Prefect. School prefect. Nobody sharpened that guy he doesn't listen to anybody he thought he was the best student on campus so he did anything that he thought he could do and lo and behold he fell flat church the question this evening is who sharpens you who sharpens your skill who sharpens you spiritually who's sharpening you who sharpens you in your workplace Your husband must be able to sharpen you so that you, the wife, can also be sharpened. Hallelujah. Conferences like this are such that it's to sharpen you. You do not have to be discouraged in anything that you do. Pastor, when I left the shores of London, I left this place to London. I had a very good job at age 22. I was a regional accountant, wow. 22 years. I had gained position already with a 45-year-old driver, married in a five-bedroom flat. Wow. And my driver always tells me, ah, pa me school. He said, my dad have disappointed me for not taking me to school. But pastor, I had to sacrifice by leaving this good paying job to go to the Bible school. Sometimes in the Bible school, I didn't even have anything to eat. I could stop and keep my previous Coke, Coca-Cola, two liter bottle. And any time I had one, I would split that one into the five bottles, and I would add water to it and put it in my fridge. <laughs> so when you guys were drinking Coca-Cola, I was drinking Coke water. <laughs> <laughs> Coca water. Coca water was the time of sacrifice. You have to sacrifice in order for you to become successful in life. So life changes conference is not just a matter of a conference that has been set in every year. It needs to bring a change in your life. People who move Without focus, you don't get that far. When I left London for the United States, I had only 25 pounds. I used 13 pounds for food at transit point. When I got to my destination, I had only 12 pounds. But it was a big sacrifice. A big sacrifice that I was doing. Because there was a mantle upon me. A mantle of taking care of God's people in a strange land. Yeah. Who was going to give me food to eat in the Bible school? I have wife and two kids and I'm living. My dad said, what is wrong with you? All the money I invested in your life, in this accounting business, you are living to go and preach? Do you want me to take you somewhere? I said, where? He said, I'm going to show you to some few people. He drove me to some of his friends. Old preacher men. Some of them, their shoes were on the wall looking like this. I said, Have you seen these people? You want to preach? You want to be like this? You want to beg for food? No. But I'm proud today that my dad can look at me and say that you made a good decision. Amen. That is why this thing is there. Life changes conference, so that you can make a good decision for your life. I said, do not underestimate your humble beginnings. The little thing that you have, hold on to it. Don't discourage yourself from your achievements and the things you can do. Because if you discourage yourself from the achievement, from the things that you can achieve, who else will encourage you? Your humble beginning is as important as your success. That one seed brings forth over millions of mangoes and apples, but it's just a seed. So there is a seed that God has placed in you. There is a seed that God has placed in you. And so the eagle lives 30 years. And then after 30 years, it becomes very weak. It has to take its feathers away. Throw the pig away. Its talons, the talons that he uses to grab its prey, becomes very dull. And it can't function anymore. So he will use that same pig to plug all the talons away. <laughs> In the next 30 years until the next I say, Oh yeah. Is somebody with me? Because he wants to live in the next 30 years again. The ego lives 40 years, and after that tough transformation lives again what? 30 more years, making 70 years. Does it tell somebody that the Bible says that we live three scores and ten? So when the Bible tells that you are classified as a Christian, God never made a mistake. Hallelujah. The eagle retreats to a mountaintop where for a period of five months it sequentially knocks its peak by banking its peak against a rock, plucks out its talons, and picks And then picks, plucks out, eats feathers to produce regrowth of the body part. The eagle, when it's renewed, lives for extra more years. Surprisingly how the Christian is supposed to go on the mountaintop and wait on the Lord in prayer just like the eagle. So you are like an eagle. So when you are a Christian and you are a chicken, you are a very dangerous person for the eagle to catch. Is somebody with me? Yes. This morning, this evening. I want to tell somebody, never despise your beginnings. As small as you will have something like this, hold on to it. Because there are people who, for some reason, have little things, and they despised it. Pastor said, people despised their little beginnings. And if you despise your little humble beginnings, how can God use you? How can you receive a miracle? How can you move forward? The little things that you have, hold on to it. Wherever Almighty God has placed you, I want you to function there effectively. Mama, when I was growing up, I was with VOT, voices of triumph, action i was a good singer, but there was this leader of ours who never ever liked me but we were christians i won't mention his name anyway (laughs) he looked at me and said as for you when i see you in the choir i hate you i can't stand you we are not talking about a congregation member you are talking about a pastor discouraging somebody who can't even sharpen me said, so when i see you in the choir i can't stand you i hate you and i just don't want you in the choir look at this pastor i didn't do anything my closest friend was bishop robert ampia kofi he said leave the choir and come to outreach he held me like an eagle he took me wherever he was going he took me to 37. I was preaching at the word. He took me to Aburi Gardens. We were praying there. He took me to Legon. We were praying there. He sharpened me. That was where I found my bearings as a great man of God. Okay. Am I telling somebody that your setback... And disappointment that people bring to you. Sometimes they are good. It opens your eye for you to see better. Is somebody with me? It opens your eye. I could be singing and singing and singing and singing and losing my ministry as a pastor. So your geographical location is important. When Ampia Kofi took me, he made me the best outreach person. But it was just for a reason. He left Action and Kofi Bamfo came around. And I worked with Kofi Bamfo. He trained me well. Kofi left for London in the Bible School. When I went to the Bible school, Kofi was already there. He said, What are you doing? I said, I've come to Bible school. He said, Have you paid your fees? I said, I'm about to pay. He said, Hold on to your fees. When Kofi went to the dean, he came back. He said, You have four years' scholarship, don't pay anything. So if I wasn't fired from the choir.
0: disgrace.
1: People said we don't see you in the choir anymore. I said
2: I took a little break.
1: But I was crying within me. Little did I know that my firing from the choir was rather paving good way for me to become a better person. Pastor, I can give you testimonies and testimonies and testimonies and testimonies. And my testimonies should challenge you. Amen. 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 My testimony should challenge you. I shouldn't be preaching the gospel. I shouldn't be living by now. But I want to tell somebody, Almighty God has a purpose for you. And whatever Almighty God has told you, I want you to hold on to that. Mama, I shouldn't be preaching the gospel. At age seven, I fell from a whole story building. I didn't die. The sea took me at Jamestown, took me and brought me back. Sea never brings you back when you're alive, it doesn't bring you back alive. Who told you, sea water will survive you? but I survived. I went to the beach with one of my cousins. I was under the bridge. I think I was a bad boy. No wonder my parents took me and took me to Bulga to live with somebody and I became a granite farmer. At the age of nine, I wasn't going to school. My parents thought I was going to school. They thought they had handed me over to a good person taking care of me. Little did they know that for me I've become a groundnut farmer.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm telling you this for you to know that how discouraging your life can be, God has a plan for you. Yeah. Discouraging, you think you have come in life. God has a plan for you. I went to the beach with my cousin. It's called Atok. He threw the hook. I was under the bridge. And trust me, Pastor, he was pulling the hook. He said, Inshallah go, inshallah. Meanwhile, the hook had gotten hold of my leg here, <laughs> and he, the, my cousin was pulling the thing, and I was telling him, "Atojelo ni na I said, "Boy, it's my leg. The thing has gotten hold. The hook is in my leg." He said, "Ah, loader, loader. The fish is big." Finally, they had to take me to Kolebu to cut the whole place. To take the whole... The devil tried to kill me because he knows that Jeremiah 29, 11 works for me. I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to bring you to an unexpected end to prosper you, plans to bring you to a place for you to know that almighty God is in the picture so this evening, hear me somebody if you are going through trials and temptation, I want you to know that almighty God is in the trial, in the temptation and that he will prove himself great because he is the same God yesterday, today and forever will he remain I would say I was a small eagle when I was growing up. Mm. But Almighty God had mercy on me. Time is up. Three minutes more. I haven't even finished half of the message. I haven't even gotten to 40. Isaiah 40, 25 to 30. It's Three minutes more. But this evening I want to tell somebody That the Lord Has better plans for you yeah. The Lord Has great plans for you yeah. Jeremiah 20 9, 11 will work for you Isaiah chapter 40 It says that to whom then Will you liken me Or who shall be my equal Says the Lord Lift up your eyes to the hills and behold he who created these things that brings forth hosts of numbers will bless you. 27 says that why seest thou O Lord O speak O Israel my way is hidden from the Lord my judgment is passed over me from my God. 28. Hast thou not known somebody with me hast thou not known How's thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, faints not? Neither is weary. So the Christian cannot be weary. Because what you are hidden in Christ. You cannot be weary. You cannot faint. Hallelujah. You cannot faint and you cannot give up. Church, Do not try too hard to understand God. I don't try too hard to understand God. I just serve God. Serve Him from the surface. And when you serve God, He brings you the knowing for you to know Him better. The people who try as much as they can to understand God, they think and they think and think and try and try and they become atheists. Yes, because they have tried too much understanding God. But don't try to understand God. Just serve God. When you serve God, God will reveal himself to you. 29, he gives power to the faint. And to them that have no mind, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall but I want to tell somebody today this is a word for somebody but they that know their God but they that know their God they that know their God they who have focus in the Lord they who know their God meditate on the word. They who know their God rely absolutely on the Lord. They who know their God, they trust God. They who know their God, they seek God to know more. And they renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like an eagle. So getting to know God makes you a spiritual Giant and an eagle because almighty God classifies you, the Christian, as an eagle. Look at me tonight. I said I shouldn't be preaching the gospel. If it was English, I would say I shouldn't be speaking English because favor came upon my mother and my father. My grandmother It's an illiterate. She doesn't speak English fluently like I do. But favor came upon my mom and my dad. That is why I can speak English. That is why I can preach the gospel. Because my grandma sat by the gutters at Bukum. And she sold bathing sponge and chewing sponge. So how can somebody who sold bathing and chewing sponge raise four doctors? Two nurses, two engineers, two of them went to UN UN in New York, a sponge seller, Obioton a resid doctor, three four doctors, engineer state transport, one administrator who once headed valco in tema and went to UN a sponge seller from home grace might have worked grace might have worked so I count myself privileged to be preaching the gospel because somebody's life changed me. And that is why Life, Com- life Changes Conference will change you. Amen. Amen. That is why Life Changes Conference will change you. Time is up. I don't know. But I want somebody to stand this evening. make man of my most profound statement that I made yesterday I want you to carry that statement home, I want you to write that statement if it means that you would type that statement if you would type that statement frame it and put it in your living room look at it like this every time and let that word minister to you profound statement what you are today. What you are today is a gift of God to yourself. What you are today is a gift of God to yourself. And what you make out of yourself today basically the decisions you take today will be a gift to yourself and your generation so if you don't take a decision today at this life changes conference where else can you take decision to change your life i took a decision to preach the gospel i put my accounting profession aside it was good money Cocoa marketing board. The money was good, just as good and sweet, just like the cocoa bean. But I left it and I went preaching the gospel. Today, generations have come. People are hearing the gospel. People are reaching out. People are being blessed every time. Why? Because I changed my settings and I changed my lifestyle to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Life changes Conference. Lift your hand tonight with me. I want you to increase the volume of the microphone. I want the, I want the drummer to play like you are playing. Because I sense the anointing of God here that is going to change lives tonight. Yes. God is changing lives here tonight. The anointing is changing life here tonight. I want you to worship God than ever. Lift your hands. Worship God. Magnify the Lord. Let the Lord know that you are here. And as you lift your hand, Almighty God will locate you and you will be blessed more than ever. Na hindi dan Na
2: hindi Dana a you are oh sa Amén Aleluia! sai Cristo!
1: Tell God to change something, one, in your life. And if God changes that thing, that will be the start of a flourishing life for you. Tell God to change something, one, one thing in your life. Tell God that, God, I want you to change. Change me, change this thing about me. Change this negative thing about me. And as you do that, Almighty God, will change it. Father, thank you. Father, bless you. Father, worship your name. Father, we honor you. Father, we magnify your name. I present your people before you. I thank you, oh God, Father, for change, oh God in the lives of every individual here today thank you that you have perfected thank you that jeremiah twenty nine eleven is working thank you that isaiah 40 is working we bless you today we give you praise and we give you glory we honor you and we magnify your name in the mighty name of jesus christ give the lord a shout
2: tonight